So welcome to Confessions of a Serial Seller. I have as a guest today, I've got an international business consultant. He's a startup coach and he's the author of Selling with Confidence Selling System. Welcome Pat Helmers to the, to the podcast. Pat, thank you for joining me. Tony, it's an honor to be here visiting your podcast. No, well, thank you. Thank you so much. So I know you've got, you've got your own podcast, Sales Babble, which I know you've had for many years. Tell, tell my listeners a little bit about your background, Pat. Um, I'm, I've been hosting Sales Babble for, for six years, Tony. Fantastic. Uh, six years this month. I think I just did the 313th episode. Oh, Wow. And the whole point of the podcast is selling secrets for non-sellers. I target people who don't think of themselves as sellers, not people who didn't go to business school or marketing school, mm. you know, but people who have a passion about something, some set of skills. And they know that if they really want to promote that passion, they're going to need to, uh, to persuade others about it. And that's where sales comes in. And that's, that's why I started the podcast. Love it. And what's your background? My background's actually, I was a software engineer for many years. I have a couple degrees in computer science. Brilliant. Um, so I, I did not study media or journalism, communications, you know, none of those yeah. classic things that radio people get into. Yeah. Um, but over time, um, I had worked on a number of projects that kept getting canceled. And I, I was always mystified by why is that? These seems like really good work that we're doing. Yeah. I eventually moved more towards what they called the front end in, working with the sales teams. Mm. And, uh, and I began to realize that we were making things that people didn't really find value. And that's why they never bought it. And then we never really talked to them. We mm. had a lot of hubris where I worked. I used to work for Bell Laboratories, Lucent Technologies. Mm. We make stuff that we thought was a good idea, but then to our great surprise, people didn't buy it. <laughs> so, so eventually I, uh, I went to work for a startup company uh, during yeah. Development, and um, we were very, very successful. I was the vice president of sales. Mm. Self-taught myself selling, and and next thing I knew, I was teaching my sales folks how to sell and uh, and do marketing too. Yeah. Um, and then and, and then I started a blog. Yeah. On the, on the Tao Te Ching of sales. I don't know if you've ever studied Taoism. No. What is that? It was. Um, it was a, it, it, it's a philosophy written by a fellow about 500, 600 BC in China. His name was Lao Tse. And he was just a really interesting guy. And he was all about how nature kind of runs the world. And mm. if, we are, if we have a better understanding of what it's about, the balance of it, mm. um, we, we can live a more satisfied and successful life. Um, some of the teachings like he has are things like, um, water is very soft. It's not hard to put your hand through it, but over time it can cut through the hardest of rock. Mm. Mm. What I really liked about that was that's very applicable to sales. Mm. Um, sometimes the best way to earn a sale is just to take your time, just to slowly just work on it slow yeah. over time, take your sweet and eventually people will open up to the possibility and become customers. Yeah. Yeah. He also, he also talks at length about uh, what makes for great management that he has this one saying that says, when the, when the job is done, the people say we did it. Yes. 
they, they don't give the, the credit to the boss, even though the boss may very well have been the one kind of pulling the strings and putting everybody in place and yeah. setting the vision. But the boss is happy to sit back and let them take the credit because what their real goal is, is to get the job done. Yeah. And, that's, and that's more than payment enough. And yeah. I'm like, oh, that, that was the first quote I ever read from him that really spoke to me. Yeah. I love how I just, when I became, when I was a manager, when I've managed people, that's how I wanted to be managed. And that's how I've, that's how I manage people. Oh, that's fantastic. I love that. You mentioned there that you've had over 300 guests now on sales babble. Oh yeah. What's which is incredible. What's some of the, the biggest learnings that you, you've taken from, from some of those guests? That great sales is really about listening. Yeah. That great sales is about, uh, deeply understanding who your ideal customer is mm. really, really empathizing with the, with the challenges that they live or the desires they hope to, they aspire to Yes, that you understand the struggles that they have with their customers mm. and that you genuinely ask questions to make sure you understand their unique situation. And then once you do that, then it's not very difficult mm. for you to, to posit possible solutions or products yeah. or, you know, whatever, whatever is it, whatever the thing is that you're promoting. Yeah. And say that, you know, Tony, you said you had this issue and you go, yeah, Pat, I did. And you also said you had that issue. Yeah. Well, I think I might ha I might be able to help you. Would you like to see what I've got? Yeah. You would, you would naturally go, sure. Yeah, <laughs> and then you plop it out and you go, this is this, and this is how it addresses this desire that you have. And you go, that looks like a good match. And it also addresses this other one. Oh, that looks like a good match. So, it, so it sounds like, and then you come to the close, right? Yeah. That it sounds like Tony, you think this might be a good fit. Yeah. Well, why don't we get started? Yeah. And you go, oh, sure. <laughs> And I love the simplicity of that, but it, but it really, sales really is simple. It's it, doing the basics brilliantly, right? That's what all the guests to a certain degree that I've had on uh, speak with that. Now, sometimes I've had some people on that I don't agree with who have a different point of view. Yeah. Uh, some people have a real, it's, it's, a, it's a hunting expedition. You go out and you kill it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't come from that place. I believe that although value is really important, what's even more important is relationships. Yeah. People often buy from you if they trust you. Um, trust is in short supply these days in the world mm. uh, for lots of reasons. See, the internet has kind of, has been both good and bad. Mm. The internet gives you so much choice so mu that it's hard to choose. Yeah. Um, the, the internet too is not completely honest. Some people have agendas, so it's hard to trust what you read. Yeah, true. So people have a tendency to do nothing, you know, to, you know. So if you can get people to, to believe in you and to trust you and to believe that you're authentic, mm. um, that you're an authority, mm. and that you're an influencer, if they trust you, they'll buy from you, even if it's not a perfect fit. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, no, that's a really good point. And what, what's the best advice you can give for our listeners who uh, they, they understand the value in building that connection and trust, but they don't know maybe strategies of how to do it? I believe it, it comes in asking questions. 
Um, mm. If you ask genuine questions, you know, that matter to them and don't sound canned. Like if I was to ask you something like along the lines, like so what, what challenge are you working on this week, Tony? Yeah. That sounds like a real question. Yeah. And that question can open up lots of things. So you would say, I got this issue and I got that issue. And you would go empathetically you'd go, wow, really? Mm. How come? Why? What else? Yeah. Wow. How come? Why? Yeah. <laughs> and you just keep doing this. And if, if, if a salesperson was to do this and write down everything they're saying, people will tell you what they're looking for. Yes. You look at, the, you look at their answers. You can see whether or not they're qualified to buy your stuff or not. Yeah. And you may see that they're not qualified. But that's okay. You might know somebody that, that could help them. Absolutely. Or at the very least, people like talking about their problems in a real, to someone who genuinely cares. Yes. At the very least, you've made, you've made a friend. Yeah. And I, I think that's a key word you said there, who genuinely cares. I think it, some salespeople, you know, they, they just want the order and they're on to the next one. But when they come across as genuine and authentic and sincere, that, that's a good way to build real trust and, and rapport, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I get that. Here, here's, another, I got, here's another one thing, too. Mm. I've, been, I've been doing this a lot. I've been doing a lot of prospecting the last month or two. Yeah. Um, every time I meet someone, I don't think of them as being a prospect like somebody who would potentially buy my thing. Okay. Instead, I had the point of view, there's somebody who I'm pretty certain knows somebody who might be a good fit for me. Yes. So that changes my mindset when I'm talking to them. Instead of me pitching stuff to them, mm. I'm kind of explaining to them more, this is what I do. Mm. You're, I have the attitude, this, is, this may not be a good fit for you, um, but I think for some people, this could be a really good option, a good solution. Do you know anybody, Tony, who might be a good fit? Yes. Yeah, I like that. That's a really good suggestion. I think that probably takes the pressure off the salesperson a little bit. And off, off, the, off the listeners. So they're going, oh, yeah. look, he's, he's not pushing something on me. He's yeah. generally asking me for advice um, on who might be a good fit. Or I might ask him something like this. of like, if you were me and you were doing this, how do you think you would find new customers or something? Yeah, yeah. So and if they are qualified, they'll say, well, that's me. Yeah, yeah, I love that. So look to get their advice. I love that. Tell me a little bit more about, I know you created the Selling with Confidence selling system, which my understanding is, as you said earlier on, Pat, it's about teaching non-salespeople how to sell. Tell me a little bit more about that and the methodology. It's... It's all about, it's, it's very B2B focused. Yeah. It's about building relationships first. It's about asking lots of questions. It kind of walks through a process. It's got like lots of worksheets and it's got lots of handouts mm. and it kind of explains to people step-by-step um, step how to, how to better understand your, your value proposition. Yeah. Um, which is something not a lot of people clearly understand. Um, taking that value proposition and then integrating that into how you speak. Yeah. And then that whole process of how, how to find people out in the world, like 
like like right now I'm a strong proponent of using LinkedIn. Yeah, absolutely. You know, for finding people. How do, how would you reach out to them? What would be a reasonable note to leave? What kind of message would you leave? How would you then follow up with an email? What would that email look like? Yeah. Um, and then how would you use that email and how would you turn that into a voicemail, you know, on their phone? And then how to like do that multiple times, that LinkedIn to email, the voicemail, back to LinkedIn, do that like three times. Now you have nine follow-ups, the, the importance of following up because tenacity yeah. is the key to great sales. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think so many salespeople just either don't follow up full stop or they just quit too early. Yeah, I agree. How many times do you think people follow up? Uh, maximum three. Yeah. I hear the average is two. Yeah. And it's crazy, right? You know, because, and, it's, and they do it, I, I hear this a lot, Pat, where they'll get an inquiry and they'll say, well, I've left two messages. If they were serious, they'd call me back. And I said, <laughs> you know, and it, it's insane. And I said, not if they just lost a member of their family, they wouldn't. Their priorities have now changed a little bit. You know, you don't know what's going on in their world. And they're like, oh, I've never, I've never thought of it like that. And it's, it's just crazy, but it's something I see so often. Why do you think people are like that? Oh, I, I think when I ask them, I think it's down, really down to being lazy. I think the truth be told. They just, they, they'd rather work on what they call hot to trot. Um, and they feel if they can, you know, someone who's made an inquiry and they get a hold of them straight away, that's a priority over those that maybe they've left one message for. And, and my attitude is very different. But, you know, uh, and, and I think top salespeople like you, you could self and others you've had on the podcast and ones that I've had, they, they don't see it. They are genuinely tenacious and they follow up until they've reached people. I don't think it's that necessarily. I've been talking to people. I think it's people are afraid of being pushy. Mm. Well, I said it two times, obviously. Just like, I'm just going to repeat back what you just said. Well, obviously, they're not interested. Yeah. Because I don't want to be that pushy guy. Yeah. Uh, but they don't realize that much of what is sent to them gets lost. Yeah. People get 150, 200 emails a day. It just get lost. There's LinkedIn messages. I get so many in, in the mail LinkedIn messages. I can't keep track of them. And yeah. it's hard to go through that box and even pull them out because it's not like a, a, an email tool. Yeah. Um, so, and then voicemails. Well, I, I do listen to those, but a lot of people are afraid to pick the phone up. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. You, so, you spoke yeah. earlier about the value proposition and how so many people struggle to articulate theirs. What's the best advice you've got of, of how someone can really understand their value prop and, and how they can articulate it better? Well, I have a little template that I share with people. Mm. And the value prop is as simple as this. And, and what, you, what you should write down is like, I help these kinds of people, like you'd pick an industry yeah. and a niche of people who experience this set of problems and then write like three of them down, one, two, three. Yeah. By providing a solution or a product, whatever you have, and you write the name of that down, mm. you know, so that they experience three or f three or four benefits. Mm. And the benefits of business are commonly things like it's cheaper, it's faster, higher quality, yeah. higher profit, higher revenue, uh, uh, less frustrating. Mm. But it could be, but it could also be smells great, right? <laughs> 
Yeah. Okay. Whatever those benefits, you have three or four benefits, you yeah. know, yeah, so that they have these three or four benefits through this. And then you would have two or three things that make your, 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 your product or solution unique, you know, like three or four. Um, yeah, I love that. Features. Yeah. And if people were to be able to say that that quickly, yeah, that would be very, very powerful. Like my, let me tell you my value proposition these days is I provide, I provide podcasts for busy businesses who are looking to build their brand, their authority, their influence and trust by providing a podcast, you know, that is timely, uh, creates retention, uh, has ability to upsell, creates referrals, testimonials, references. Love it. Yeah, I love it. It's created interest and desire immediately. I love it. Yeah. So, and you should be, so when you're like, let's say you're at a network meeting. Yeah. People say, what do you do, Pat? I should be able to say in like one sentence what I do. Totally. I help people start podcasts to grow their business. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> uh, no, it's spot on. I love it. I, I know when I, when I did some research on you, you studied a uh, Tai Chi Ching and, and I understand you've used the philosophies in sales. Tell me, tell me in the audience a bit more about that. Well, I, I mentioned that earlier before. The Tao Te Ching of Sales was a blog post that I wrote. Yeah. The Taoist points of view, and it I turned it into sale into sales stuff. And um, because I believe that great sales is not about being pushy. Yeah. At at all, you know that great sales is kind of working with, and being very very flexible. Yeah. And um, like there there's a Taoist saying that says something along the lines like. Um, a cup has sides and a handle and a bottom, but the real value of the cup is that is that there's a hole in it. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> if it didn't have a hole, it wouldn't have value. Yeah, it's actually that emptiness that gives it value. Yeah, I love. How that. do you apply that to sales? If you walk in and you're talking to somebody, just be empty of what you think they're about. Yes. Don't don't pre don't make any assumptions about who they are and what they are or anything that you've read or think like, well, I've done my homework on them. Like, no, let's just completely empty your mind and instead walk in there and, and genuinely ask questions. Yeah. Yeah. And, love that. and that's what, and that's what we'll put into that, into that cup, you know? So yeah. I like everything I see in Taoism is, is, is like, is, is, is along those lines. So. No, brilliant. Really brilliant. What's some of the best advice you've been given that's really helped your sales career? Hmm. That's a really good question. That's a really good question. I've gotten so much. I've heard so much. It's really hard to pull it out. Yeah. That I, ha I feel like I haven't said already. Listen, care. Like I think great, great salespeople have heat. H-E-A-T. H is for helpful. Great salespeople are helpful. Yeah. They generally want, the second thing is great salespeople are empathetic. Yeah. Not only do they want to help, but they generally care about the pains, the challenges, the aspirations and desires that salespeople, they, 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 they generally care. Yeah. The next thing is great salespeople are astute. Yeah. They're, they're smart. They're clever. They see connections that the people they're talking to don't. So they, 
So lots of times people get so into their business, they, it's hard for them to step up and get perspective. Yeah. Great salespeople can do that for it. And then the fourth one, we've, we talked at great length. They're, they're tenacious. That's the yeah. T. <laughs> yeah. And they follow up and they follow up and they follow up at least nine to 12 times. Yeah. Um, and, I love that. The, yeah. Yeah. It's a great analogy, a great acronym to remember. I love that. What, what's some of the best sales books you've read? I know, I know you read a lot on philosophy. What's some of the best sales or leadership books that have helped you the most? That, that's a really good book. I've really liked, I really like spin selling. Yeah. It's a classic, right? New Rackham. Yeah. Book. That's, that's, a, but the, but that book is a little hard to read. Mm. Yeah, you know it's it's a little it's a, it's a little techy, but yeah. but but it's right it's it's the, right, it's the right idea. There's a book that was very influentially called I think it was called the Rainmaker's Guide. Oh yeah, um, and it was written by an attorney, but it's really it's 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 really a solid book. Yeah. Um. What's what's some other books? There's so many. I'm. It, this is the thing. Tony, I'm looking at my bookshelf right now. Yeah. I've got one, two, three, four, five sets of books here. And these are just books on selling and marketing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's hard to pick. It's hard to pick out. All of them, to a certain degree, say much of the same things yeah. for the most part. But they do it in a, in a way that's unique to the author. You know, mm. that's their unique differentiator, their brand. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I like that, and it is. It's 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 different perspectives, which which is key. You 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 obviously a lot of your expertise is working with people, non-sales people. What yes. some of the best advice? If any of my listeners are how they would classify as non-sales people, be it maybe professionals like accountants or architects or engineers, what's some of the the best advice you can give or suggestions where they can, I don't want to say become more salesy, that maybe gives the wrong connotation, but where they can be more successful at selling. Excellent question. The first thing those people should do is stop doing telling selling. Stop talking. Stop telling people how great your thing is and explaining your thing is. Stop that. Yeah. That is the biggest struggle that non-sellers have. They think that great sales are salespeople are people who talk a lot. Yeah, that's really true. I tell a lot. I had a guest, Pat, you'll love this, and and he he described the same thing. He said he called it premature elaboration. (laughs) I love that that term. (laughs) And that's very hard for people. Um, I, I was working with a guy two years ago, mm-hmm. a client of mine, and it took him four or five months to stop that. Mm-hmm. And even he would walk out of a sales call and he'd go, I can't believe I just did that again. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I know. That's why I was giving, I was, I was trying to get your attention to like, shut up, ask a question. Yeah. <laughs> shut up, ask a question. Yeah. Why did you cut them off? Why did you <laughs> interrupt them? They were on a roll. The more people talk, the more they're likely to buy. Yeah. You can get them to express what their desires are. And the sooner they figure out that you generally care about their issues, the mm. more likely they're going to buy from you. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that's great advice. Really good advice. I mean, if you, if you can go back, do you remember when you, you started out before you got into a sales role? And if you can go back now to that, that young self, knowing what you know now, what, what advice would you give yourself back then? Um, stop being so pushy, Pat. Interesting. You're too pushy, Pat. Yeah. That's why she doesn't want to talk to you. Yeah. That's why she's not answering the phone anymore. Yeah, people don't want to be sold to, right? Right, you're trying, to, you're trying to close her. She's not ready to close. You have no idea what's going on with her life. You have no idea what other things she's got going on. Stop being so pushy. Yeah. Just check in every so often and say, Margaret, is there anything else, I, is there anything else you need? I want to, want to make sure you had everything you that you need to make a, a wise decision. Yeah. How else can I help you? Yeah. Instead of saying, so would you like to buy it? Yeah. Would you like to buy it? Absolutely. Can I, send, can, I, can, I, can I send you an order for him? Yeah. Can you sign it? Can you send that to me? Yeah. Like, it's so true. I look at that guy and I'm like, Ugh. at the same time, this is how we win. This is how we learn, I should say. We learn from our failures. Totally. Totally. They're some of the best lessons. I always, I think it was Nelson Mandela. He said, you, you never lose. He said, you win and you learn. And it, it's so true. Oh, that's a great quote of his. Oh, yeah. I love that quote. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So for my, for my listeners, where, where can they access your, you know, your, your system, your selling with confidence, selling system, and, and listening to your podcast? Where, where can they access your great content? Easy, easy peasy. If all you got is look, all you have to do is type in sales babble and, and it will pop to the top on in Google. It'll pop to the top on any of the podcast apps out there that you listen to your podcasts on. Brilliant. It's a, it's been a top 10 sales podcast for many years on not, a number of people's lists like HubSpots and, and Forbes. Um, Fantastic. Yeah, it's um, all kinds of topics. There's all kinds of information on there. There's lots of free, free stuff on selling. Um, yeah, it's amazing. And then, and your system, the selling with confidence selling system. It's 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 Yep. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, thank you so much, Pat, for giving up your time this afternoon and and sharing some nuggets with us and my audience. Really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure, Tony. Thank you very much. No, my, my honor. Thank you.